This is a Suno India production and you're listening to the Suno India show. Most of the nation is experiencing a third wave of the ongoing pandemic. This time with the Omicron variant. On Tuesday there were 2.38 lakh new cases, 20,000 less than the day before. So the country as a whole may be past the peak of the wave. Just when the cases started rising last month, Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced the introduction of COVID-19 vaccination program for teenagers between the ages of 15 to 18. and an additional precautionary dose for health workers frontline workers and senior citizens also patients seeking healthcare apart from covid-19 are finding it hard to access hospitals the way the government is dealing with this wave is also different the indian council of medical research guidelines direct that asymptomatic patients should not get tested So the number of actual cases could be higher than reported. While the people infected may have a milder infection, the hospitals are hit by a human resource problem as many healthcare workers have been infected. Hi, I am Surya Tapa Mukherjee and I'm reporting for the Suno India show. I spoke to Dr. Dilip Mavalankar about all things Omicron so you know what to expect this time around from symptoms and treatments to vaccination and immunity. Dr. Dilip is the director of the Indian Institute of Public Health Gandhinagar and member secretary of Gujarat State Task Force for COVID. So this is the third wave of COVID-19. So what is different this time is there anything different uh, what should we worry about what should we not worry about this time? So in some sense this is third wave in most of India but in some cities like uh, Ahmedabad Bombay parts of Gujarat this is the fourth wave because there was a major wave in Diwali of 2020. october around november that time and then april 21 and then this is the fourth wave so that uh, just a clarification secondly this wave is somewhat different because it's a new variant which has entered as you know from originating from south africa and all data from south africa from uh, uk from now parts of us show that this variant is much milder than the previous delta variant which came in april may 2021 in terms of causing severity of disease so much less oxygen need much less uh, ventilation much less mortality only difference major uh, is two ways one is it is highly infectious so it spreads very rapidly if you saw that middle of uh, november about 15 november or so it was detected in south africa so within two months it has reached almost 180 countries and that through people who are doubly vaccinated because people who fly in their crafts are all doubly vaccinated so uh, it has this very rapid spreading ability 
and possibly it is caused by the 50 different mutations which are seen on its genome and uh, 30 of them are on the spike protein which determines how quickly it will spread and how quickly it will infect so that is the difference it is rapidly spreading second part is uh, difference is uh, in April, May, we did not have vaccination so much. Now we have a lot of vaccination. Uh, that is the difference. Only, again, uh, the downside is this variant breaks through uh, the vaccine protection. And that is why it is spreading rapidly in spite of vaccination, not only in India, but also in US, UK, where not only two vaccines, but three vaccines have been given. Booster doses also have been given. Israel is giving three plus one, four vaccines. So in some sense, um, it is immune escaping, So, which is more worrying. But the uh, better part is it is milder. Uh, what is seen in South, South Africa was that it rises rapidly and then falls. The cases come down also very rapidly. So we hope that it will also start falling rapidly. And there is some indication of that from data from Bombay. And maybe in Delhi, it has started stabilizing. So these big cities where it first was introduced, it seems they may have been reaching or have reached already their peak and it is reducing. So that is the difference. Right. Um, so, you know, as you said, like the symptoms this time are much milder. So could you explain with the evidence that we have, like in terms of what is sort of the worst that we've seen uh, happen to people? Does it depend on comorbid comorbidities like we used to talk about before? Does the severity depend on uh, if the person has been vaccinated or not? Uh, what sort of symptoms are you seeing? Sure, I think that's a good question. Uh, most of the things which we saw in the previous waves is also true that people who are older and comorbid or having other uh, conditions are at a higher risk of developing complications and developing uh, severe disease requiring intensive treatment and even mortality. But the spread is more seen first in younger populations, and that's why mortality is low. Uh, we also have to wait and watch because mortality, there is normally a delay of almost a month before the when the from the when the epidemic starts to rise in mortality, there is a delay of one, two, three, four weeks. Because after one week, hospitalization starts happening, and after one or two weeks of hospitalization, deaths happen. But in Africa, it has already crossed almost two months and we don't see much rise in mortality. There is some, but not a great rise. So that is one uh, thing which uh, shows that the mortality morbidity is lower. Also, there are data from African uh, hospitals which showed that in the previous wave, Delta wave, there are about 17% mortality. This wave, there is a 2.5% mortality. Similarly, the rates of ventilation, rates of oxygen requirement are also much lower. And this is what is we, in, we are seeing uh, happening here. Many doctors, unfortunately, India doesn't keep and publish data very uh, granularly or much more in detail. So we don't have much stronger data. But whatever data from 
California and uh, from England is available, it shows that the cases are much, much milder. Only problem is that even though cases may be milder and proportion requiring hospitalization, oxygen and ICU may be low, but the case numbers are likely to go two to five times more than the last peak because it's very highly spreading and breakthrough from uh, vaccination is also there. Now, the other benefit of the vaccination, then somebody may say that if there is breakthrough infection, what is the point of taking vaccination? The other advantage is those who have taken vaccine are much more protected from hospitalization, severe disease, and death. And that is very clearly seen in many places. Some of the places, even Bombay, the commissioner just mentioned that 98% or some such large number of people on oxygen uh, are unvaccinated. So uh, there is a lot of protection from hospitalization, from morbidity and mortality if you are doubly vaccinated. And that is why now government has also started booster dose. The reason being that after six to nine months of the primary immunization of two doses, the antibodies start waning. And if antibodies waning and this disease has much more immune escape, then we are likely to get the Omicron infection. And that is why booster becomes also very important. Right. Like, as you, as you said, the government has started booster shots for priority groups. So, uh, like, how, uh, I mean, like, because, you know, we're already in the middle of this wave. So, how do you think the booster dose is going to help in slowing the spread? Or, like, how are we going to see the benefits of that, like, right now? Yeah. So, um, the booster dose is currently approved for people who are above 60 and frontline health and other warriors or service people who are in the government and semi-government organizations who are confronting the COVID control activities. So uh, those are the people. So the first thing it will do is it will boost the morale as well as protect the frontline people whose immunity would have waned because they got vaccination in uh, January, February, March, because they were last year, they were the first ones to start. So that is where the booster is focused. But as more vaccine will be available, more and more age groups will be included. Second group is 60 and above with comorbidity. Now that group is included so that the mortality will be checked because if they develop the disease, even though disease may be mild, if they have comorbidity, mortality or severe disease may increase. And to check that, this is what is being done uh, to give them booster. We have also started vaccination of the children. So hopefully the 15 to 18 year old children will also get vaccinated. And one must remember that in India by June last year, almost 67% of people had antibodies. Even children, about 55% had antibodies. So if you already had antibody, that means you had subclinical infection. You have seen the virus in your body and your body is ready to fight with it. So that was a positive point for India. And 
on top of that even if you get one vaccine it works like a booster uh, or a second dose and you are fully then immunized so uh, even children with one dose of vaccine by and large will have good protection so these are the kind of factors which are considered of course government has to also consider what is the possibility of increasing the vaccine output or vaccine production because if vaccine production is not very high then there will be shortages if we open the booster to everybody so that is why government is going in a calibrated and graduated way since the pandemic has started we've been getting different kinds of information so there is some message that co- contracting omicron is as good as getting vaccinated and then some other people have said that this is a bad idea so what do you think about this uh, notion of herd immunity that uh, omicron could help with that yeah so omicron is a fast uh, spreading variant and it will spread fast and give immunity but to get infected and developing herd immunity is a, a sort of old way it is not the ideal way uh, why because it is a disease which you are getting whereas vaccination is the good way or ideal way of getting herd immunity if you get vaccinated in time unfortunately with this vaccine it is not stopping the transmission of disease and that is why getting herd immunity through this vaccine has not been possible in spite of high vaccination in the western world uh, the virus is spreading so for this virus the vaccine's main job is to reduce the morti- morta- mortality and morbidity and hospitalization not reaching herd immunity uh the problem with getting infected and developing immunity is that you have the chance of developing severe disease which is much much more higher than the risk of vaccine second is you can transmit it to your family and friends and your work colleagues third is there is chance of developing mutants further mutants or new strains if you more and more people get vaccinated so in some sense omicron uh, may be good that it is very mild but given that large number of people are getting infected it may be possible that it will lead to further new variants and that could become more risky so that is the risk of uh, getting infected and developing herd immunity through that okay uh could you tell us about the treatment protocol what works what doesn't as per the evidence like with omicron this time around so most of the omicron infections are mild uh and hence very little treatment is required except for fever treatment with paracetamol or some other antipyretic drugs fever reducing drugs uh and for taking proper water hydration Uh, adequate and adequate rest and good nutrition plus if there are other symptoms so like nasal blockage etc treatment for that other than that just rest for 5 days is the best treatment for those who become more sicker there are new drugs now becoming available unfortunately because of the mo- modifications or mutations on omicron two of the three uh antiviral cocktails which are the monoclonal antibodies are ineffective 
only one which is effective and which is not available in India. The other is the new drug Molnupiravir, which has just been introduced. It is expensive and it is useful only if it is given in the first three to five days of the infection, which is very, very early. Many people may not know that they are infected in that time. It has its own side effects, so that's why uh, ICMR has not recommended it. And it has can be taken only in very seriously comorbid or very high-risk patients under close supervision of an infectious disease or a physician, specialist physician. Uh, but it is very few cases will require that. Most of the cases will be all right with very mild symptoms and with simple medicines at home. Yeah, one thing I want to highlight that there has been a lot of literature on effectiveness of vitamin D in prevention as well as making the disease much more milder. So I would even say that uh, people should keep their vitamin D levels up through exercise in the sunlight for at least 20 to 30 minutes every day. That will help uh, improve physical fitness as well as vitamin D and that has protective effect. And if you can't do that, then maybe supplementing your diet with vitamin D or vitamin D tablets will be very useful to keep your immunity up. Maybe it's too early to tell, but have you seen any cases of long COVID so far from Omicron and what does it look like? There is very little research available on this, but people who are experts are saying that even though disease may be mild, but the chance of long COVID will still remain. And we have to do more systematic studies to see what is the possibility of long COVID. Please rate our podcast and leave a comment if you like it. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.